Thursday, just after 9 p.m., and this is The Late Shift. I'm Inez Kelly. Just had a little bit of excitement here in the studio. So, actually, you've got a chance to really hear that, you know, my intro. That that intro beat is my son, Cam, Cam Commissioner. Uh, Actually, I'm probably saying, he's probably going to say, Mom, please don't say my name like that again. (laughs) You know, it's not as cool as when, you know, he says it, but it's Cam, and that's called Homesick. I love that beat. Um, So you got a chance to hear it out while we were handling studio stuff. Anyway, um, this is The Late Ship, and it's late, and you know, sometimes things happen when it's late. I don't know. Crazy things have been happening. I got here early enough and I was trying to uh, boot up my laptop to get my notes and everything. Good thing I have backup notes. And I don't know what was happening with it. It's just kind of just some strange stuff that's happening. But, you know, that's how it goes. That's why you have to be prepared and you have to have a backup plan, you know, plan B, you know. And you know what? Sometimes... Sometimes plan B actually goes better than your A plan. So we're going to work with it. Anyway, how are you? Um, If you're like me and probably most of America and around the world, I'd like to think that most people are watching these, um, what do you call it, impeachment hearings. It's been crazy. I mean, mm, I really, I have really gotten into it. It's almost like, I'm not going to say reality TV because it is reality TV because it is real, but it has been riveting, you know. It has been just something to watch, and the more you watch it, and 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 it's not even so much the expertise of the house managers and Uh, how they've been laying out this case. It's just the magnitude of what's been happening. And as you hear, um, as you hear, especially uh, Representative uh, Schiff, as you hear Representative Adam Schiff, the uh, lead impeachment manager, as you hear him, uh, you know, opening statements and just chronologically laying out the presentation it's I mean it's epic it's like a master class in taking someone down not just with the facts and information but the graphs and the graphics and the the uh the powerpoint and um just the way he's uh delivered it so you know kudos I don't know where Pelosi is but I know she's got to be sitting back with her feet up, probably even smoking a cigar, doing something. But she's got to really be um, proud of uh, of the team that she's put together. And let's not forget uh, Hakeem Jeffries. Did you catch that? I think it was yesterday where the White House attorney was asking or confused as to why he's here. I mean, real like you don't know why you're here. But, okay, but Representative Jeffries laid it out. And then to end it with, if you don't know, now you know. And I think Twitter has just 
blown up behind that. A few people have, but I thought that that was just a perfect, just a perfect signature. Bump, drop the mic. And, um, you know, all of that, we kind of have fun with all of that because, you know, sitting on this side, it, it is outrageous. Um, again, as I said, just listening for the past few days, the just blatant, 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 over-the-top, just just over-the-top abuse of power. And and we're not even going to get into how these Republican senators can, with a straight face, give, uh, you know, credence to what this person will just use person, okay, um, uh, in the, in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, how they can keep a straight face and actually give us reason for what has happened. That has really, that, that must be a lot to sit through and to still keep your cool and, um, and just have to step out there and do do your job. And, and that's what these uh, Democrats are doing. So kudos to them, uh, the House managers, um, you know, each one of them, each one of them. There is uh, Adam Schiff, of course, he's the lead, and uh, Jerry Nadler, who's the committee chair. <laughs> and, that, and, you know, I don't know if you caught Jerry Nadler, but I think he was just at the end of his rope on, was it yesterday or the day before, where he admonished the senators and just kind of uh, preempted the fact of whether or not their vote, maybe the feeling was, because you got a lot of feedback that a lot of these senators were, uh, you know, playing cat and mouse here where they're really not paying attention. I mean, at the beginning, they say in pain of imprisonment, you're supposed to sit still and be quiet while at the same time, these people are reading books, they're doing Fox um, interviews, and I, I, I haven't seen anyone taken away yet. I don't know. So, you know, they're supposed to be paying attention. But either way, I guess it gives it gives them reason to say they didn't hear that. Um, And speaking of hearing it, you hear a lot of senators that are saying that this is for the first time that they're hearing this whole the way it's laid out and the way it's uh, woven together. This is the first time that they are actually hearing what has been going on. Really? Really? You know, I guess it's good that they, 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 the rule is that you have the, uh, the, uh, the Democratic um, uh, senators have the three days without any interruption because this, this has really has to be just really something to sit through and not have to respond to. So, you know, it creates, I'm sure it creates discipline, I hope. So I can't wait to see what the response is going to be from uh, the Trump attorney, Trump attorney, or I should say White House attorneys, AK Trump attorneys, um, what their response is going to be. Oh, I was mentioning the, uh, if you don't already know, you probably already know if you've been paying attention. And even if you haven't been paying attention, you just can't help but to get some of this information. So Representative Adam Schiff, uh, Jerry Nadler, Hakeem Jeffries of New York, and Jason Crow of Colorado, and Zoe 
Loft Green, she was really good, really good. Jason Crow is, he, I, I, I like him. He's kind of he's kind of low key, but he just comes in with that information, with the documentation that kind of uh, actually ties the two ends together. Um, uh, I said Zoe Lofgren of California and Val Demings and Sylvia Garcia. So that's the A team right there. They are definitely bringing the their A game, and you know, with all that being said, and you know, this might be a little corny, um, if we still use the word corny nerdy, whatever. But I really hope, and my thought is, as I watch, that there is some shred, there's some semblance of um, adhering to the rule of law. And that's not to say that our rules and that our laws here in America are the best. That's not to say that there isn't work that needs to be done? Absolutely. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully we can all agree that the process of what has happened with the Ukraine um, and and all of the players that have been brought to bear in order to uh, allow um, this man to do what he has done and with the idea that it is okay and it's not a crime. I don't know about you, but th- just the magnitude of, you know, what we're facing as a country, it, it really just goes beyond this. It goes, it, it really speaks to what we will allow to be normal. Now, we can talk about normal when it comes to your neighborhood, when it comes to your family, when it comes to your community, you know, when it comes to this particular group of people or that group of people. And that varies and it changes. We know this. But when you're talking about as a country, as a country, you know, you, you can know what's normal when you're in your community. But when you come out of your community, you know, when you go into the, the shared space, as I'd like to call it, of the United States, you know what is acceptable behavior, whether you, you know, whether you do it or not, most of us know what is acceptable behavior. But as a country, to say that this is okay, I just hope and I pray that um, that this is where the buck stops when it comes to Trump and his um, shenanigans, and that we are at least enough of a collective front that we are able to, you know, stand against this and to say, hey, we may have our issues and we may have our problems, but this will not be one, you know, like 99 problems, but this just, we just, we just can't make this one. And we're on the stage. We're on the world stage. The world sees um, who we are and ultimately not just you know, who we are because this is what we say we are, but who we are in what we do and how do we go and are able to uh, move in this global economy, this global entity, and say that this is who we are. I just, you know, I just hope not. So I continue to watch um, because it's nice to see that there's a shred of um, of humanity still 
um, coursing through our nation. And I just hope that uh, humanity wins out, you know. So hopefully, so we'll continue to watch and we'll see. And, you know, we discuss politics, really get into politics and some of the things that are going on the first week of the month. So we'll wait till next month. But, you know, how could you not say something about what's going on on our on our screen so hopefully everything will turn out you know we've got to go through a little bit of the fire but hopefully at the end of the day when everything is all said and done you know we do the right thing and I guess depending on what side of the aisle you on you're on as to what is the right thing so so um we'll see but I'll tell you what um before we get a chance to take our breath because I know I need to take a breath um what I really appreciate is, among a lot of things that's going on, but I've noticed that very seldom do you hear, every now and then you're going to hear the quid pro quo, but now they say cheat. I like that. I like that because that's what he did, cheat. They say the scheme, we're going to, we're going to, you know, break down the scheme, you know, and lie, call it what it is. Okay. He cheated. He lied and continues to lie. And this whole fiasco is a scheme. And it was a scheme to underline, under, uh, undermine our system. You know, that was his objective and to get around the system and to uh, try to win without playing fair. But uh, so I'm glad to see that the language of the day is pointed and um, and absolutely describes the behavior that he's being charged with. So to make fancy words, trying to, 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 to bring about a conviction on a, an abuse of power, but then having to use fancy word and words and not calling it what it is, you know, it just would be contrary to uh, ultimately where we hope um, things end up. So, but anyway... Um, definitely kudos to the uh, to the house managers. Uh, hope they hope and and uh, just one hundred percent behind them that they continue to do and stand up. And uh, you, you know, again, we'll see, we'll see. Um, we've got a look few more days, and so we'll see. Anyway, it's Thursday. It's just after. Well, it's about nine twenty-five, about now, and I know. I need to take a breath. So, our nightly breath. Take it in. And just relax. You know, it's it's one thing. It's like no matter how fast or whatever the the you whatever pace your heart is beating when you take that breath in and hold it for a little bit. I always can feel, and I guess because I'm on the radio, so my heart is probably racing a little faster than um, most, but I can always just feel it just kind of calm down and that relaxation just kind of comes over. And we all need that. You know, it's 930 in the evening. And if, you know, unless you just happen to work the late shift, you've probably been up uh, early and doing what you do. And, you know, it's time to wrap up the day. So I appreciate the fact that you are listening, tuning in. And you know the number here, 312-374-8130, if you'd like to join in our conversation. Because this week, tonight, 
we're going to pick up from our last, um, um, our last, not the last show, but we are working on the 10 words, the 10 words, our word theory. And, um, and I'm enjoying it. And I, I actually, I've been getting a nice feedback from, from people who are listening. Some of you are calling in and participating. And I love that because again, you know, these are the words that, that I think, uh, just really frame a lot of our conversation. And so we have to be careful about how we use them. Um, what we mean by them because of course these words are are coming into the mainstream and we're cross we're crossing the cultural line and ethnicity and gender and um, sexual orientation and is there another one there okay that you know there's always another one that gets added on as we begin to swim out into the ocean of humanity and seeing how varying uh, people are and um, and what it is that they do and what their reality is. Um, and so a lot of times we have words that we use within our and within our demographic and we know what they mean. Um, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. Uh, but still they happen to describe either um, ourselves or describe other people. And as we become more uh, demographically uh, integrated, um, we uh, find, at least I know I find, and, and not just myself, I kind of get this feedback from a, from a lot of people, not to mention as I'm looking and I'm seeing certain things, I hear the same conversation come back, is that to really get a grasp of certain words and, and understanding not just what they mean, but what do they mean to the people that we're engaging in conversation, and that's important too. And sometimes we have to begin to alter, not not change ourselves, but alter the language, alter how it is that we um, present something in order to make sure there is an understanding. And, and ultimately, I would think that we communicate for the basis of understanding. Sometimes we, you know, we communicate because we need to get something out and we need to get it out there in the atmosphere. But for the most part, when we're communicating, we, we, most of us, okay, most of us do so because we um, seek to engage and and either change a dialogue or advance a dialogue. And the only way you can do that is when all parties involved um, are on the same page or at least have a understanding. So, you know, so the, the words that um, I'm going to read them once again and, uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll get back to them in this, in this show. So the words are black, white, and that always, you know, that always raises a huge... Um, response, but we're talking about it from the standpoint of um, uh, of a culture, not so much an ethnicity, because black and white is not an ethnicity, no matter how you slice it. You know, we've had this conversation. No matter how you slice it, black and white is not an, an ethnicity. It's a social um, construct. Uh, that is made up through cultural experiences. 
and designated of um, of also uh, a, a hierarchy, I would say, uh, when it comes to the socioeconomic uh, structure. Okay, so black, white, minority, underserved, and underrepresented. They're kind of the same word, kind of, so, you know, so that's number three. Wealth gap, black girl magic, reparations, slave, slave slash enslaved, marginal, privileged as in white privilege. And um, this is not just the word itself, but word phrases as in all, all of anybody, you know, all white people, all black people, um, those type of things. So um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into that a little bit, but we're going to start with some of the rules of engagement because we want to stay on topic. We're not going to talk about people as it relates to individuals, but the social construct of the word itself. And maybe you might have a word, as I said before, oh, a word that had been added is community. Um, There was another one. There was another one. I should have written it down. I'll think about it. And um, by the time we come back out, oh, oppressed, oppressed, oppressed and community. Those were two that I had um, that was suggested to add. So I think it's interesting. I love hearing what you have to say, your thoughts on it. So, you know, call me, uh, call into the show. Tell me what your thoughts are on these words. But we're going to talk about when we come back, I'll review black, but we're going to talk today about white and whiteness and what is whiteness and the reason why I want to I want to first tackle that word and I'd love for us to get into um, another whether it be privileged or white privilege because I thought when I brought this up that that you know we were going to do a show and we were going to go through all of these words and um, I think the last show we got to two or three (laughs) three words so but that's important because it's important that you dis- that we are able to dissect these if we're going to uh, really impact um, change. So, um, so we're going to take a break. Come on back. Take down the number, 312-374-8130. Get your thinking caps on, your thought process, what you think, and make sure you call. Join the conversation. So we'll be right back. Okay, we are back here. It is just 9.39 p.m. And uh, we're talking word theory. Word theory. And so word theory in this case are, for starters, as I said, 10 words um, that I wanted to start with to identify because just noticing some of the conversations and the engagement, um, uh, you know, with others, and especially when it when you're talking about with others who are different from you, not so much different because I believe humanity is all the same. I think at the end of the day, we all want the same things, but maybe what those things are, how we go about those, and the meaning and um, how important they are. Sometimes they differ um, um, categorically depending on where we come from, you know, our experiences, how we live this human experience. And so a lot of things go into that, whether you're 
male, female, you know, black, white, and everything else in between, and um, short, tall, you know, considered good looking or not so, depending on what that means, you know, who you love, why you love, when you love, um, how many you love, where you love, <laughs> um, and all of the craziness that goes uh, goes between it. And so, you know, just noticing how um, how much of a discourse there is when you're talking to um, other people and trying to get your point across. That's my crazy laptop. It's been acting kind of crazy lately, so it's good. Right now, it's trying to behave. So we'll see if it'll if if it'll behave for us. Okay. If not, you know, as I said, we have the uh, the B plan. Um, so so yes. So the words that we were initially talking about was the black. And white, and I know that we had talked about black, and I know that for, you know, this station is predominantly an African American station. So as far as our listeners, that's what we have have uh, listening in. But you know, I'd love to hear from others because I know we have other listeners that that pay attention and listen in. So so I really would um, like to get a full, and we also want to be open to hearing everyone's. Um, opinion. And I know I can sometimes be, I have been told that, uh, not that I believe I am, because I think I'm pretty patient and pretty, um, you know, I try to listen to what people say. But, uh, but I also learned that maybe I could listen a little more. So I'm working on it. We all have stuff that we work on. So I'm working on it. And, and, and I think that's what I really like and love about this topic because number one it's it it starts with the vocabulary language which also means um interacting with others and um and when we interact with others how we come across how we present ourselves how we see ourselves and um how we see others has a huge impact on our Kind of conversation. So we know that not everyone will be able to experience you and come, especially when you're when you're working on yourself and you're evolving into your own personal um, season. And and with that, sometimes I know for me, as I go from one level of um, awareness or what do you call it, um, consciousness is what I'd like to say that. Sometimes there are words that no longer serve uh, my vocabulary. Um, and then there are other words that I include into my vocabulary because they they allow me to be inclusive of some of the, uh, what do you call it, my experiences. You know, so as you move through life and the different experiences, they they allow you to uh, examine your principles. Okay. So we all have principles and rules that we live by. And then we experience certain things and we find that, okay, those principles just no longer apply. Well, those rules just don't work. Have to kind of make some changes here in order to be able to survive and to be able to grow. And, and that's what we call, you know, that's what we call growth. You know, I think it was Muhammad Ali that said, um, you know, if the, and the man that's the same at the man who at 50 is the same as he was at 20 
wasted 30 years. And so what happens to us between 20 and 50? I certainly hope that our dialogue improves. Well, I don't want to say improves as if 20-year-olds don't have a decent, do not have a decent dialogue. But I mean, in terms of our conversation, what we represent, how we represent, you know, I mean, that's just the process of life and the process of um, of growing. And so in, in some cases, we find ourselves in uh, places whereby the ability to grow and to evolve, um, not just in our actions, but also in our dialogue, uh, you know, so we end up having to change even our environment. So, you know, it could be extremely difficult for individuals in your space uh, to accept uh, the defining if I can use that word, uh, the just the defining principles by which you decide to live. So diversity always promotes expanding. And sometimes we just want to stay the same. You know, being comfortable is comfortable. But you know what? Being uh, expanding is can be exciting. And you, you learn so much more about yourself which helps you uh, to learn more about others. And in doing so, it just broadens, you know, aspects of yourself. So we're redefining a vocabulary. And again, we're not trying to change Webster, okay? Just your own personal, uh, your own personal uh, uh, vocabulary. And, and even if it doesn't change, you know, at the end of the day, we can go through this information and, you know, if you feel like, you know what, that makes absolutely no sense, and I am, no. But what will happen is the fact that you uh, experienced it is automatically going to expand because I, I would hope that I'm not the only one that thinks like this, and, and, and those of you who call in and provide your thoughts about it, you're not the only one who thinks like that. So the fact that we've heard it expands our ability to recognize it the next time we see it. So the next time we see it, it's not a new thing. It's, oh, okay, all right, well, I heard that before. Okay, so that automatically puts you in a place of knowing. So redefining our vocabulary, uh, creating an effective language construct to improve our communication, to hopefully reduce discord and allow us to um, be productive within an engaging dialogue to advance our conversation. And that, I would think, automatically is going to promote growth and development. And some of this stuff we just do automatically without really thinking about it. But sometimes we reach a point in our um, uh, humanity, and I use that a lot because I like to just encompass everybody um, that says that we need to change this this no longer fits you know if we think back of you know not that I was there but you know some of us can think back when they used to say coloreds you know so coloreds was acceptable but as a um, as a nation and as a people uh, we reach a point where you know colors no that that's that, that's just not going to work so those Words, you know, you kind of have to drop them out of the vocabulary and we come up with um, 
with new words, whether it's being black or whether it's African-American or, you know, what, it, what, what was it? Was it was it Negro first, then colors? Or uh, I don't know. I have to I didn't look that up. <laughs> so somebody could probably call and uh, and clue me in on that one. But either one of those, I think, um, as a as a people uh, found um, offensive. And so if you were to say that now, that's totally unacceptable. But there was a time when that was um, acceptable. And so I think it's the same thing that as we begin to look at some of the words that are in our everyday conversation, and sometimes I don't even think that we that we even um, say, okay, these words are are problematic. Like when you use the word underserved, you know, or and it's funny because I had a, a friend that she always said, I always thought it was. <laughs> she said I always thought it was undeserved. <laughs> Like I guess if you look at it, um, she said it, it under under undeserved. No, if it was undeserved, it would ha- the R wouldn't be in there. Is that right? Undeserved. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty pretty funny. But but what's not funny is that they're so they're so related when you talk about underserved under underserved and undeserved you know so what does undeserved mean undeserving you're undeserving of a thing you you do not deserve a thing so when you talk about a people who are being underserved versus undeserved and those words really in you know in, in, in our head in our in our brain those things really go hand, hand in hand and so when we keep using these words to identify ourselves, we continue to create this this cycle of underrepresented, I'm black and and not enough and somehow missing certain things. And the only thing missing as a person, it, you know, when it comes to anybody in this case, is really the is is outside of yourself not within yourself outside of yourself so it's a, it's about learning how to reframe words so that they serve not just where you are but where you look to go without undercutting yourself as already being sufficient and just learning how to evolve in that sufficiency to to finally experience that sufficiency does that make sense you know I, I don't know. It makes sense to me. Um, but if it doesn't to you, call me. Let me know. 312-374-8130. want to hear from you. So we were saying, did I did I cover this? Okay, yes. Again, like I said, my laptop is acting up, so you bear with me, but we'll go through it. I just want to make sure that all of the information that um, that comes with this project, that you get it. And um, and I'd like to hear your opinion of it because this is such a um, a passion for me when it comes to it because when we start talking about economy and we start talking about um, things that we do to better ourselves, first of all, we have to first know that we deserve. And I didn't really plan on using this word today, but since it keeps coming up, I'm going to go with it. Um, we have to know that we deserve we are not undeserved we're not underserved okay 
um, so when we understand and start using that language, it helps to support our inner inner self, like uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire says. Maurice White, rest in peace. Okay, so in order to really be able to successfully get our message across, we really have to become responsible in our dialogue. And that takes a lot because, you know, I even though I bring this to you, I also try to use this myself and I know how um, challenging sometimes it can be. And so last uh, last time, and I want to start doing this each third Thursday. So just so you know, so if it's a topic that you really like and you want to make sure you tune in, mark your calendar, third Thursday, um, Word Theory, on the late shift, 9 p.m. Make sure you're here. Okay. Um, so it can be challenging because sometimes there's just things that you want to say and sometimes certain there's a certain comfort zone with things that we've all always said but when you realize that these things are just not serving then you know we've got to kind of go back and and figure a way how to um you know how to get our point across without it being so everything being so volatile so last time we were here um, we talked about um, black and, you know, we've, we had a whole conversation about black and white and it being a uh, cultural and a socioeconomic construct. And it was born out of uh, this nation, America, uh, and slavery and how to, um, you, you know, once enslaved people were free how to really desic continue to designate these people to an underclass and so uh because the ruling the existing ruling class and also the poor white of the country were the same skin color it had to be a way to be able to distinguish the two without um without um uh uh compromising the status and so that being said what you don't hear too much of is you don't hear too much of the term the ruling class okay so now what you hear is you hear the one percenters okay because this is very much economics is what we're talking about okay so now what you hear is one one percenters because you, you know we're not going to sit here and say the ruling class folks will have a serious serious problem with it but that's basically what it is because what do the one percent do in terms of our country not just our country but now we're talking about globally um what do they do they rule but when you have people if you were to just say white, then the these individuals who are in white skin who have the same skin as the ruling class just by just by proximity uh, in terms of the color of the skin get to partake in certain advantages because of that. Not so much because they're white, but because they're white. Does that make sense? Not so much because they're white. Okay. These advantages are not so much so 
given so much to them because they're white, but because they are white, they're able to take advantage of these, um, these uh, I guess, privileges. Okay, so a lot of these words kind of tie back in together. And so when I was thinking about it and kind of researching it, and I'm saying, because again, you know, I, I'm not saying that it, what I'm saying is, okay, you got to take this on again, you know, Google it or do your research, however it is that you look at it. But I'm, I, I'm talking about for myself and trying to understand what's going on here and why is this thing so difficult to, um, to, to move through and how in all of it do we figure out how to work through it and navigate and navigate through it to get to the other side where not only as a person who does not fit into that demographic is able to shore up and to be uh, secure and um, able to do and allow um, those same liberties, not because some, not because the Constitution says liberty, but because I can actually experience those liberties. You know, you have to figure that out because otherwise we spend a lifetime, and, and we do, and there have been generations spend a lifetime just kind of going back, back and forth about this. And at the end of the day, we're still right back where we started. So um, when it comes to the... Um, understanding, again, the black and white issue, that being a social construct, that being something put into place so that the powers that be can, can uh, articulate their agenda and making it clear that there is one side or another. And so what happens is, of course, what we see is that we kind of go back and forth with each other rather than really focusing on that ruling class. But that seems to be changing. That's one of the things that I, I hope comes out of, you know, just let me sidebar here, what I hope comes out of this, uh, you know, this impeachment hearing to see, the, believe it or not, there are still white people who, for the first time are able to see the 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 lies the misgiving the privilege i mean they've lived a whole lifetime and 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 you know a few years ago it would have been said it would have been said oh you know no just like with the police all of the police situation there's a lot of white people who for the first time just seeing those videos op- it's their eyes are open as to what other people who do not have white skin what they live or the tyranny that they live under and of course there are others that you know uh still not going to say that there's any different but there's a lot there's a significant number of uh people who are white who begin to see this and are beginning to open their eyes to the the um the difference in what it means and so okay so I kind of digress there okay so getting back to Understanding that that 1%, um, a.k.a. ruling class, versus those who are white, and the difference in that, not that I'm telling you anything new, okay, but just putting it out there for conversation's sake, is that these are the same people who um, are, are denied insurance. These are the same people that still die from, you know, from 
all of the diseases. These are the same people that, you know, still have to fight against the insurance company in order to make sure they get certain coverage or, uh, or out there and have their own struggles. It doesn't exempt them from the struggles of life, but what it does do because they're white, not because they're white, but because they're white, those are that's that's like absolutely two different things. Not because they're white, because if just being white would allow these privileges to extend to the same level as the ruling class, the one percenters, no. But because they're white, there's certain advantages that come because of the fact that they're white. Okay, and so I think in that dialogue, when have you ever been in a conversation? Um, so whether it's one on one or in a group conversation, and you, you're talking about the disadvantages, and you have a white person that says, "Well, you know, I got to work just as hard," and so you know, what, show me where white privilege. Uh, is uh, working for me because I still have to work a job. I still have to pay bills. I still have to do all of these things. So white privilege is not for me. So again, there's a level in which you experience life because of the, um, the, the, the privilege that just comes with being who you are when it comes to skin color. Okay. Or, we could even have the same conversation if you're talking about male or female. And there are males that can tell you that sometimes as females, you go through life and there's certain advantages that you have that, that being a guy, you just don't, you know, you just, you just not allowed that. Okay. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about, um, we're talking about cultural, we're talking about specifically um, skin color and understanding the impact that it has to be, the same color as the ruling class, the white percent, while at the same time not being able to uh, obtain or to reach or to have the same power. But because you don't have the power that takes you to where, say, Trump is and get away, it's called whiting, whiting w-h-i-t-i-n-g not the fish whiting but whiting as in the act of being white you don't have that it does not mean that you don't still have certain privileges and so i believe that nice smooth groove means that um papa smurf is in the house <laughs> and i'm not going to tell you what uh, did you get my call <laughs> i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna tell you what i thought but uh Okay, so I'm kind of really knee-deep in this stuff because this is so important. Do I need to take a break or are you just, like, putting that smooth music behind me? <laughs> He's like, no, take a break. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, again, as I said, we're going to talk about, we'll deal with black and white, but we're going to talk about whiteness. Okay, can we do that? We're going to do that. We'll come back.
Okay, that's Wordy Rapping Hood. Wordy Rapping Hood. Now, where is that? Now, where was that? That's Tom. Now, I remember Tom Tom Club. And that's definitely the Tom Tom Club beat. All right, so you know. Now, what else did they do? What else did they do? Tom Tom Club. Uh, Tom Tom Club, they did. This was back in the 80s. I mean, they were strong back then. Um, oh, what is that? Oh, I can't think of the song right now. I'm going to Google it. But they were hot in the 80s. Yeah. But, Tom Tom Club did everything. Yeah. Um, they but did there more was of your, uh, what was it? The, um, <laughs> uh, what are you going to do when you get out of jail? I'm going to have Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I remember that. I don't ever remember hearing this. Where is this? Is this on that album or is this something new? No, it's on that album. Oh, really? Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> I didn't play beyond, you know, whatever was the top, you know, the top song back in those days. You know, so but anyway, that's the Tom Tom Club wordy rapping hood, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about words, some crazy words, serious words, and some words that we just don't even think about that they mean anything, but they mean a, a lot, and and what they mean to each person will differ depending who you are, where you are, your experiences. And um, and those, you know, they have an impact. So we can continue to, um, you know, to dialogue in a way that is, um, you know, insufficient to, uh, you know, to um, promote conversation and to promote and to advance the conversation and then continue to fight over the words that we use and the meanings behind it or we can just take a minute and just say okay hey let's look at this let's look at what we're saying let's look at what we mean by the words that we are using and if necessary let's you know let's create uh, or expand the definition or the concept and include um, and include, you know, the the diverse 
um, the diverse understanding of that word. So, again, we've started this project, and I've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it because it 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 gives also gives me a chance to examine um, myself and um, how I communicate. It also allows me to be more patient. Okay, and those of you that know me know laughing because I am patient regardless of what you may say. <laughs> and, you know, take the time to understand what someone else may mean by what they're saying. And to also be open to the fact that um, my understanding of a thing may not always be, you know, what it is. And I might need to kind of do some further investigation okay is that you do you find yourself in that place and space sometimes in a conversation um especially with the hard conversations and what i'm what i'm really um happy to see i gotta find a different word because i'm not like happy to see it i'm just glad to see that we are growing up we're maturing as a as humanity and so some of those hard conversations that we've had around our dinner table or in our own environment that we are having these conversations in a um in a more diverse environment you know um we're saying the things that used to only be said um amongst ourselves and this goes for everyone but we're saying them out loud and we're saying them to one another and that's and so now I think the next place to get to is to be able to say these things and bring them while at the same time understanding that there is a need to um, you know to redefine um, to repackage that's that doesn't mean to alter the the original premise so much as it is to alter possibly how we uh, present it and to present to others and be in consideration of others um, and the sensitivity that sometimes delivering information may, um, you know, may impact. And that also may not mean being politically correct because I think politically correct is is not where we want to be either because that I, I think politically correct may and I'm just saying may I'm not saying that it has I'm saying may this is what I'm thinking being p politically correct may have contributed to the internal frustration in communicating and so when we see these people that we say have come out of the gutter and they're you know I don't want to say a Trump supporter but I'll say a Trump supporter and even that okay that may offend someone but I'm just going to use that for right now if someone has a problem call me tell me 312-374-8130 um, but uh, you know not being able to verbalize how you feel about a thing and even if you're wrong sometimes you've got to be wrong to get it out there and say it so that someone can correct or you get to see how you respond or how people respond to what you're saying I told you the story about my 
ex-sister-in-law and me saying, well, I told you this and I told you that. And I didn't mean anything by it, but her feeling was like she felt like I was telling her as in directing her and telling her, no, I was just, you know, bringing it to your attention. Or, and so I've learned to not use that word. Anyway, we have Michael on the line. Michael from St. Louis. Good evening. Mm-hmm. Black people for a long time. I remember as a young kid growing up in Chicago and going to the Regal Theater and hearing James Brown and Aretha Franklin. And I thought everybody knew who James Brown was. Right. It wasn't until like the 60s, 70s, and even into the 80s when Michael Jackson actually made the crossover that I started to realize that white people like some black artists too. And right. that not all black artists on every station because I only listened to WVON. Mm-hmm. I wasn't listening to the white stations for like 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. But I figured that, yeah, they're getting airplay on the white stations. No, mm-hmm. they were not. Mm-hmm. And this the same way with actors. You know, they're showing up and usually the poor theaters were the black actors, even though it was people like Sidney Poitier and, and, and Cecily Tyson, well-known actors in the black community, but they were not being played in the white theaters. So, or, so are you saying? Ahead. Are you saying then? And I'm and I'm following. And I know sometimes what happens is you call in. And there's a lot that you want to say. So I just want to make sure that I'm following you, so that the listeners can also follow you, and that y- you know we can really get your point because that's well, what I'm, this is about communication. So let me hold on just a second. Right. So I'm keeping it short, but go ahead. So you're saying that people of color. When instead of saying people of color to say non-Caucasian, right? Because there has a time whether we have, if we're not going to accept the fact that we have to be inclusive mm-hmm. of all people that are in the ninety-nine percent. You remember that term, the ninety-nine percent. Right. But, but doesn't that? Your, but doesn't that? Brown and Hus- doesn't that just flip the script? People. Doesn't that just, Michael, doesn't that just flip the script if you're saying non-Caucasian? So now you're still, we're still in a place of isolism. Is that the word? Well, but there's a time, yeah, okay. There are times when you have to do that. I think the people that are saying they don't like the term people of color is that they want to be identified as strictly black and strictly Afrocentric. And that's fine. Too. Right. But I think those same people need to understand that, yeah, you can be black as you want. It can be black power. I'm down with the movement, all of that stuff. But that is not going to get you anywhere when we are only, what, 15% of the American population, if we're lucky, maybe 20%. And 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 that's true. And And that's true. And that's not enough to elect Obama or to win an election. It might be enough to kind of steer a vote. But then you got black people out here that blacks the Trump. You got black people out here that are house slaves. You have all kinds of black people. But let's that are do not this. Reparation. But 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 let, well, I'm one of those people that are not. So so, and that's why I say that that we have to be able to expand our vocabulary so that we don't just lump folks into one right. thing. Because what happens is we disregard the the varying degree of how we live human okay well, and, and, and me, showing up how weak we are see well, I, wait, 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 wait 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 but i okay. know that we cannot win the battles that, right. that we take on all by just the black population but, getting on there. but, but there has to be thing. but there has to be another word that describes when you get and I'm just going to say, for sake of this conversation, people of color, 
that right. have varying ethnicity when they come together so that you, we're able to to respect the differences while understanding the, the collectivity. Now, when you think about that, there are also white people, okay, because does is, is white an absence of something, okay, of no, absence of humanity? No, because the white humanity? people are just as important, too. But That's what I'm saying. Talking about, but when they talk about they don't like the people of color, they want to exclude all of the people that are brown skin. They're not excluding okay. any white people. And we all fall into that category. But are you okay? So let's say let's say a light skinned a black person who appears white. Are you saying then that they're not talking about those people too? Or people know they know in their heart that they're black, right? So we don't have to make that distinction. They know that there are people. Okay, they know that they fall into that people of color. Although for years, more so than blacks, how many? Mexicans or Hispanics or South American people look white. I mean, if you said them, you would yeah, and they and they themselves don't consider themselves. So we're going to add people of color. We're going to continue this every third Thursday. We're going to continue this, but we're going to okay. ex- we're going to expand on this. I like the point that you're making, so I hope that you continue um, um, listening. Well, and it's, it's and just an idea. No, people no, no. Caucasian, Caucasian is generally when they come to really excluding the term people of color. To me, what black people are saying, we don't want to be considered as people of color and lumped in with all the other. But there's more that. But there's but there's more that's being said in that conversation. In that conversation, what's also being said is also being recognized for the heavy lift of being being black in America. Let me let you in on this and other hosts that are ninety nine percent of the time. I am trying to establish that we need a coalition of all people yes. that are non-Caucasian because all of us are weak separate. We're only strong when we're together. And mm. even then, yeah. I bet we're not over 30, 35% of the population. It, it is saying that we're growing. Well, that's but in America, it, but people of color... Is oh, people of color are are a greater you know when you when you flip the script then you're talking about uh, white people are only eleven twelve percent of the whole world population so when you flip the script so so that's where we well, have we to kind of more than that though yeah, we know it's more than twelve eleven or twelve but then how do we explain the fact that we're getting our butts kicked every well day? now that's a we're whole nother that's a whole we, nother conversation. And we're under the economic guys way below the poverty rate, and it's getting ready to get worse. I mean, if you think it's bad now, yeah. it is getting ready to get very bad because they're talking about taking away parts of the Social Security. Well, let's do this. All- let's let's do this, Michael, because I have someone else. I, but but I I really appreciate what you're saying, and I hope that you continue listening, and we well, me, will continue to. Let me just sum to- it up, and I'll hang up. One okay. real quick thing. Mm-hmm. I just wish that when I'm talking to different hosts, that they aren't already thinking about how to counter me or how to come up with, you know, a, an interpretation, <laughs> which is usually wrong, because after I hang up, then I hear how, how much they got out of what I was saying, if they, right. and I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't care what kind of words you use. There's no way for me to shorten a complex point. Uh, if they can't, the complex things beyond what I'm saying or take what I'm saying as 
that's all I mean because it's not. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. There's there's a lot that goes into communication, and I think I we're, we're, we're all on the learning curve. And so I appreciate right. you, Michael. Thank you so much. Well, God uh, bless you. God bless you. Okay. But we're going to take a break. We've got Jeff on the line. Jeff, hang with us. Um, we come back. We'll, we'll talk to Jeff. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, that's the one and only Michael Jackson, King of Pop. And that is Rock With You. That's the special Hoppa Smurf mix. And I'm just grooving. Can we just rock with this for a little bit? I guess we can. Sure, let's go. All right, let's go. As I am dancing. Woo! Okay, all right. Come on back. Come on back. Anyway, you know what? These um, these earphones I have on for the first time, I mean, I've heard this song like a million times, but the violin in the background is going crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've never. Mike was all about the strings. He was all about the Oh my God. If if you've not turned this up, crank this up, and hear the violins, I mean, I thought Barry White. Barry White has some serious violins and Earth, Wind, and Fire, but. This, the violins on this is yeah. crazy. Yeah. All, okay. of, all of his stuff. Quincy Jones was really the the, the, the mastermind behind all of that. So okay. He brought the strings into every artist, into the studio for every artist. So that was that's how that came. I'm so. trying to tell you, it's like hearing it for the first time, just hearing the strings pop in the back like that. Just, woo. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, that's Michael Jackson and King of Pop. Rest in peace. Okay, so we have Jeff. Let's get right to Jeff because he's been holding. Thank you so much, Jeff. Hey, uh, good evening, sister. Good evening. How are you? Uh, fine, ma'am. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that was Mike. That's one color confused what used to be a black man until some we don't know what to call it. But anyway. I'm responding to the other two, seemingly color confused. I don't know what color they were. Men had called before me. Okay, so can says, okay, so can we do this, Jeff? The purpose for this dialogue is number one, as I said, that all of us have our idea and ideals about um, you, you know color, ethnicity, you know, this, this, this just the social black, construct. Just the, yeah, but, 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 but let me do this. Let me do this. I want to, I want to set, I want to set, I want to, uh, first of all, yes, I want to set the tone and I want to set yes, the rules ma'am. of the conversation. So first of all, we want to respect everybody's opinion. Okay. So if you differ and you, um, you, you know, you come from a different place and let's just, let's just hear your thought. And, okay, and and in hearing your thought, you you know, we'll be able to differentiate between your thought and the people that came before you. But but th- those individuals have just as mu- much right to their opinion because you don't know the shoes that they walked in. You don't know what they experienced. So maybe you bringing you bringing something to the table will enlighten them without first insulting. Fair enough. OK, Fair so enough. let's do that. I'll stay within those guidelines you laid out. So Thank you go. so much. OK, <laughs> OK. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, Jeff. okay. Well, first of all, we know I, I heard uh, one uh, caller mention something about Martin Luther King and Kennedy. Okay. Well, those two aren't locked in nothing else for the situation based on color. Okay. Our color was wrong, sister, in this country at the time, and and King had to deal with a president who reluctantly 
well, did, didn't do anything, you know. So that's number one. Okay. And uh, and so and so from our perspective, we've only been dealt with as a result of our color. What person, black person, that don't understand that is is a miracle to me. Secondly, okay. uh, 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 for people that say we should, there's some group, there's some fantasy world out here where, where we're a part of this people of color thing, collective. Well, one outstanding situation that we all know of, this is a factual, there was a black man that was shot and killed down there in St. Louis, late in the street. Mm-hmm. And it was the black people that had to erupt. See? I didn't. I, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, again, this people of color thing. Uh, at least it wasn't noted there. I don't know how many Chinese were involved, how many uh, Pakistan people or Indians, or whatever else is out there. There was no notation of it, but there was a note. It was noted and documented that there were a ton of white wives of these demonic cops. Mm-hmm. They set up fundraising for the demonic police that shot the brother that that's michael brown that's the name you know some we all know this is factual okay. that's why i'm confused where a person would say man you know uh you know we're part of this group when we're, and, and it's, it's constantly putting our faces daily even in this city <laughs> you know if you're black you still got to get back see what i mean okay uh, so are you saying your... uh, are you saying then okay because again now the topic of the show is in word theory that there are certain words that are within have existed within our vocabulary and as the demographics uh, have changed and expand our diversity is has reached a place where it's necessary for us to re-examine some of the words that we use so I believe it was Michael who suggested about people of color okay and putting that in a group so yeah, yes, wrong. yes, 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 uh, yes, we know, we know what has happened in the past. <laughs> we also know that there are people who are white who come to a place of awareness of the, uh, the challenges and that, and that, and that's not to say we're not here to say right or wrong because that's not what this is about. We're really just trying to identify how do we continue to have the conversation that will allow us to carry beyond where we are and take us to another um take us to another level okay so i didn't realize that anchor john john jim uh what is it lair died 85 okay pbs news hour okay so that's jim lair jim jim lair okay jim lair yeah that was a good guy yeah yeah and he's white (laughs) okay so so we need to understand that our diversity while it's a good thing, and we want it to be a good thing, um, how do we exist in it while while still being able to identify ourselves as who we are and our history and all of the things that come with it, while at the same time respecting others and then moving beyond that? And so that's what uh, we're so, trying to so, go. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that elaborate thing you're telling, that, that's beautiful and eloquent. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, like Brother Malcolm says, you know, sister, uh, we don't have us from the way we were indoctrinated and treated and trained and beaten into submission. We don't have, unfortunately, many of us, as we've heard some of the other people, have no issue loving others. It's the others need to get the, he's, I think Brother Malcolm said, uh, get the hate out of their hearts towards us, sister. 
right? Yeah, but what we have to what we have to also understand that that Malcolm to, is is really a a excellent example of the transition and the evolution of the the spirit and the mind. Okay, so True. and a lot of so, people like to yes, run he with, did that say he that. All of a sudden, loved, but he still wanted black people to come from underneath the sewer and right. be on a table right. with whites. Right. He never gave that up. He just said, "Hey, I can tolerate or I can work with some of the others." But at the same time, he was saying, "No, no, uh, no, no, know, no, hey, no, know, no, 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 no." Let's let let's say this, okay? Yes, what he was saying, and I'm just going to paraphrase, is that after his pilgrimage, that. He, his eyes were open to the fact that there were people who were white and they were just white people. It didn't come True. with all of the baggage, with all, and True. there were people that just loved for who they are and who you are. And that True. had nothing to do with him coming back to America and then still having a sense of, of this, this is a fight. His fight then, not so much a fight, but his, his journey then became an inward journey to himself and appreciating God and who, who humanity was and not subjecting himself to the differences. Okay, so that's ultimately where he... I don't want to say ended up, but that's where he um, that's where he came yeah. after his. Well, yeah, yeah, so. well, well, yeah, well, and, and he's yeah, he still came back here, and this was still the, the wilderness of North America, and he mm-hmm. still saw that his people needed to elevate, oh, absolutely, to somehow separate. We still needed, uh, you know, we still we need to be a seat at the table. Abs- so, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and that doesn't change. They didn't they didn't live out of that whiteness. He saw some people who he said that could be brothers with that white skin. Everybody knows that. Right, but but in the reality, when he get back to this 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 United States, he he knew what you know because because think about it like this, what did uh, even uh, in the end, what did uh, our other brother uh, uh, Martin Luther King say? You know about us being uh, you know integrated into a burning house. He saw that that how ingrained the hate and the uh, you know. <laughs> Right. Like, for some reason, these people here, and that's just, why, the, and and that's know. why it's so important that number one, again, that the vocabulary that we use, that we understand the language, where it originated, and what that thought process was in developing it, and then going in and uh, restructuring it so that it means not where we've been, but where we're going. Okay. So, and one last thing, Miss Sister, mm-hmm. if I may. Okay. And also, one brother. Uh, uh, again, it's amazing. There's a sister called Dr. Frances Crest Wellsling. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a doctor, dear sister. Uh, it's clear to everyone uh, that, or at least I thought it was, that she has her her whole uh, basis or premise, and it's factual. Uh, yes, there is only the ten percent of the white man. He's you know, with all the hell he's raised on this earth, how he's going to other countries, gotten people to fight amongst themselves, and he comes in, you know, uh, how he split up Africa, how he's messed up the Asian countries, uh, you know, the islands everywhere. So okay. and she explained how, yeah, it is it's just a small percentage of them, but how also most of the world is, uh, well, I hate to use the term, black and brown. You know, mm-hmm. Most of the world is a people of color. Exactly. You know, that's the only time you would use, I would think, it's only to me. <laughs> that you use the term. Okay. Well, the only well, time I've used that term. So. Okay. Well, then good. Okay. So that's you, one sister. time. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. I appreciate your comments. All right, Jeff. Thank you so much. Nobody's wrong, per se, 
you know, it may not be, you may not agree, but I don't think anyone's really wrong because the struggle of finding ourselves through the whole, this whole journey is a, is really a process. And the, and, and the process is a lot greater than what we can ever really conceptualize. Because when you think about what really comes against us, even as a whole, collectively but then individually there's a lot you know so on some levels I know we kind of talk about black people and they need to do this and they need to do that sort of thing but you know what I'm gonna give I'm gonna give black folks a hand (laughs) thank you okay because you know what it's a struggle it's a real struggle you know so on some levels you know I get frustrated you know I get irritated and then the idea is that we were really supposed to talk about whiteness tonight we always come back to talk about but we're gonna we're gonna take a break we need to take a break always the smooth music we have Prince on the line and um, when we come back we're gonna take that call from Prince and we're gonna celebrate um, you know blackness we're gonna celebrate that you know let's let's kind of turn our minds a little more towards the fact that yeah whatever we've been wherever we were there's always a positiveness. You know, you have to learn to extract even out of the worst kind of a situation to be able to hold on enough to extract. There's a lesson that needs to be extracted from it. Let's find that lesson and let's move forward. We're going to take a break. All right, we are back. Listening to the late show. This is Inez Kelly, and we have had just some really great conversation. It's everybody's reality, you know. It's your individual reality, your experiences, and we have uh, Jamiroquai of virtual insanity. You know, some of our reality is, I guess, some folks think it's insane. You know, I mean, sanity is all relative, I guess. Sanity is relative. (laughs) (laughs) It most certainly is, okay? But we're all trying. We're all trying. We're we're striving. That's a nice beat. I love that. Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai. You think of Jamiroquai from the 90s, you think Maroon 5. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, yeah, Yeah, it has that kind of groove. Maroon 5 heard Jamiroquai and just took his entire (laughs) routine, his entire sound, you know what? You are so right. See, that's the master of music right there. All right. I like it. I love it. See? Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we 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 have uh, some virtual, uh, I'm not going to say insanity. Well, I guess it is. Uh, it's all Let insane. Let me say Everybody, it. Can I say it? You, go can ahead. I, can go I, ahead. I say it? There it's you go. insanity versus insanity. Listen, you know, uh, Papa Smurf doesn't just do music. Okay, we just can't limit him to just the music. He comes up with the words. And so uh, we've got a new word. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We have a new word. It's called being a black spurt. <laughs> and it's not like a spurt, but like expert, yes. black spurt. You're a black spurt. Professional black people. Uh, you, yeah. are <laughs> you are expert in blackness. You are expert in so that makes you a black spurt. Ooh, okay. So part of, I would think, being an expert, you know, one of the things that we have to incorporate, well, let me, again, see, I'm learning too. One of the things, it, you know, that I believe needs to be incorporated in the process, and this was a learning lesson, learning curve for me too, is it's not just about you understanding 
and whatever your opinion or your value system is. It's also, again, this is the reason for this dialogue is how do we get it across to others so that it's effective? So we have to, you know, effective dialogue and Lord have mercy. I think if my mother was still alive, she probably would be just, you know, because she has told me for years. (laughs) And you know how when your mother tells you something, you just don't listen, you know. But that does not go for my children. They need to listen to what I say, but they don't. But anyway, um, you know, you don't listen till after you experience enough in life and you're like, hey, maybe she did know what she was talking about. But, you know, I've, I've heard this and I have just found the effectiveness of it and being able to apply it, that it's not just, you know, what it is that you know and how you came to know it, learning how to put it in a way that others can receive it. Because at the end of the day, it's not about having an argument with you about it, that this is what I know, this is what you know. It's really about how do we engage so that we can, um, you know, we can learn. We can learn and we can move past this. Otherwise, we will continue to have the same conversation. And if you notice, we have, as black people, have had the same conversation and hence the black spurt. So <laughs> thank you for that one, Papa Smurf. You're welcome, dude. <laughs> we have Prince on the line. Prince. Yes, good evening. Yes, good evening. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How about you? I'm well, thank you. Well, I enjoy listening to your show. Oh, well, thank you so much. Okay. You know, I'm, just, um, I'm not going to speak as much as I would have, but I was just listening. I was talking about different uh, black Negro color, which Negro at the time I think is only meant black, but they just pronounced it wrong. Mm-hmm. But I prefer African-American. African-American. I'm going to tell you why. Because okay. every other nationality of the people, if he's born here, if he's German, he can say German-American. If he's Italian, he can say Italian-American. Mm-hmm. Any other nationality of the people. So what's wrong with us saying African-American? Okay. Even though they forced us here, brought us here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think probably African-American is the most um, palatable of all but but there's also okay so the issue with that and i don't think Mm -hmm. it's so much my issue but when i've again being in dialogue with other people the issue with that comes in when you talk about people like obama or you talk about people like uh kamala harris who say that they are not your typical african-american Okay, so again, because of who we are, and which they are not, which they are, they are right. Okay, and so they wasn't -hmm. wasn't born here. The parents wasn't born. Parents wasn't born here. Wasn't African American. Right. They did not come through that experience. Right. So, so it's not so much that 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 he's, uh, and I don't even want to say biracial because that's another word, you know. And again, we start out with ten words, but 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 we'll add some more words because you know, biracial, you know, African-Americans are biracial. There isn't much, you know, even for myself, my last name, Kelly, K-E-L-E-Y. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's a, I, have a, before, I have an Irish heritage also. So, so, yes, so. That's on you. They're taking all our names away from us. But, so. but I'm not, but let's not get lost in the name. I'm not talking about the name. I'm talking about okay. the ethnicity. So, so, okay. so technically you wouldn't say that I was biracial because my grandfather carries the name Kelly. But 
Uh, but okay, so I don't want to go off on this tangent, but I just want to make sure that like biracial is another thing that we could put in there because just because you have a white mom or a white dad and a black father, his father is African. His mother, of course, um, being white, even though he was born here, because we're not going back to the Trump situation, um, his being born here, but he did not come through the, you know, the history of um, of being uh, uh, enslaved in terms of his ancestry. And so because of that, the, you, you know, it's it he would not be labeled African-American, but he is black. OK, so that's where I see that label being an issue. But we should not be so. Uh, uh, you know, so focused on the fact that just having dark skin means that we all have to be African-American. You know, it may be that some of us are African-American, but some of us are um, African and some of us are uh, American, like a friend of mine who just received his um, work visa, uh, you know, congratulations. And he's He's African and he's here in America. He's becoming American. So he's American, African, you know, and so those are the things that that some people do not. You can't take those things away because they fought hard to not just be who they are, but then to transition to what it is. Well, that I'm they one of those that fought hard. I've been hitting my head and everything else marching with Martin Luther King. So that's why I'm saying these things. Right. And so but somebody else fought hard from a different place and they still are a person of color. Okay, but they're not that. And so how do we begin to accept just the diversity within our own uh, ethnicity that comes through uh, and still be respectful to everyone who exists? Okay, and again, we could be having the same conversation when we're talking about male and female, because you have people who are born female but they identify as 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 a male or you know and just so many varying degrees that when we begin to just say male female then that person is offended and so we get into the, all the political correctness but but there has to be a language uh and there has to be verbiage that allows us to be able to communicate and recognize i agree um, with that yeah and 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 we have to also be sensitive to the fact that if I say something and it's not that and I'm corrected, I'm able to receive that and keep moving it. And that does not then become the conversation. Okay. Because really at the end of the day, I think we just, we're all trying to find our way through whatever journey, you know, and this is not a kumbaya statement, but really we're just all trying to find our way and to be able to be, uh, uh, have our identity, uh, to show up, in the you know in the in the masses and so and that's not the massa but the masses um <laughs> just having our identity identity show up and so it's a difficult thing it's a difficult thing but i think that there are certain keywords i mean we can really get into the weeds and you know and then ask ourselves if is is but you know but there are certain just keywords that we know are trigger points um when it comes to um communicating but we you know I'll, I'll give you the 30 seconds to go ahead and wrap up your point. Oh, no, that was all I had to say. Oh, okay. So you okay, identify. Thank you very much for taking my call. Okay, Prince, hold on. So you identify as, you're saying, African-American. Yes. And you're good with that. Okay. Well, yes, I am. Well, we thank you, and thank you for calling, and thank you for listening. Sure. All right. Take care. 
I'll tell you, do the same. Mm-hmm. Going to uh, ponder that. Okay, <laughs> Eric, you take care. All right. Thank you for calling. And we are black. <laughs> Say it loud. <laughs> All right. I'm black and I'm proud. And so what does being black, what is being black? What does that mean? Anyway. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I'm I'm black. I'm, let me just say that for the record. I am okay. black. Okay. I'm black. I'm blacker than black. I'm blacker than black. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying black. I think the the issue there is the identity and the baggage that comes with it that it has been created by others' definition of you. And so when you can stand in your own definition then I think that that's where, you know, the collective, our collective thought as to who we are. But why can't we be diverse? Why can't we be black and African-American? I, I have no idea. I don't know. But I, know. We're black. I try to stay away from black. I try to stay away from black. Not black people, although, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, we have Will on the line. It's getting late. Okay. Well, we got to take a break and then we'll take Oh, okay, right, right. So we'll take a we'll take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk to Will. All right. <laughs> See you in a minute. Okay, coming up on this last half hour of the late shift. Thank you for hanging in there. And that is Patesse. Patesse. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Patesse Africando. So we had to put a little, a little bit of Latin flair in there to kind of cool us down just a little bit. Yeah, swing your hips. <laughs> swing your hips, everybody. There we go. Yeah, that always helps. One of the things about having this social platform, and I should say that. Uh, uh, Twitter suspended me. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Well, but congratulations, they did. <laughs> yeah. you know, but not, you know what? I'm actually happy for it. I really am. I'm you're going, not on there until you've been suspended. <laughs> I know. I thought it was hilarious. But anyway, um, you know, the thing is that understanding the reality of a situation, I understand that. If we don't get to a place where we can understand the reality while at the same time restructuring so that we can move into another place, then we will continue to regurgitate this same conversation. Okay? And I'm sorry if that offends anyone. I truly, truly am sorry because that is not the point here. The point is this. The world is marching forward. Okay? 
the economy is marching forward. A friend of mine in New York was, t- no, a friend of mine, actually, she's my cousin, letting me know that there's a radio station in New York, that ju- a major radio station in New York that just got bought by Asians. And she's, you know, she was telling me about this. And I'm like, I'm not shocked. You know, if we don't understand that the language and where we are needs to change so that it's it's propelling forward while at the same time recognizing where we are, while at the same time understanding what has happened in the history, we have to be able to do, we have to be able to multitask. Okay, and, and, and we we've multitasked as a people. We have always multitasked, but now we have to multitask and move ourselves out of this space and to always be subject to someone else's identity and their opinion and their position and worried about what they do. Some levels you're just not going to deal in what they're doing over there in the U.N. I'm just not on that level. I mean, and I can, I can, I can put myself there if that's what I want to take on, but you have to understand, do you want to take that on? But just having a conversation about it is not, okay, that's just my bandwagon. And maybe it's just because of all of the, 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 you know, the information that has come across, but I, I, you know, I just, and I'm going to continue to do this. Yes. Every third Thursday, we're going to do this. We're going to forge our way through. I'm determined that we are going to do this and we are going to begin to develop a conversation have a vocabulary, a language that simultaneously will respect where we've been, acknowledge who we are, but at the same time speak to where we're going. Okay, so anyway, on a lighter note, it is Thursday and it's almost midnight and I get to take all that has been said and kind of marinate and and add it you know that's the beauty of it is that to take it and add it to the next show the next show word theory um on another note the 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 late shift is going live um and i will get back with you on the particulars because you will be able to come out and share in the audience uh for a live engagement and uh oh Great, great, great. So some of you that are local here, you know, hopefully you'll come on out. I'll give you all of the information um, next week. Uh, You'll be able to come on out and share. Anyway, we have a few more minutes and a few by being few. And then one second. Okay, one second. Okay, let's take Vin to close out. Vin? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, I just wanted to say quickly, you don't need to apologize. Continue to control your show. Because it's happening far too often. I really mean, I believe that is, that some of the callers don't mean any harm, but I'm seeing too often that they are deviating from the subject and they really need to stop. we got to communicate better. Right, right. And understand so. what it's about and, and, and bring that to the table. You know, I want to do a lot of shows, you know, and I don't mind suggestions, but we got to know this is what we're talking about. Let's stay focused because that's a part of the change, being able to stay focused. Yes, indeed. Yeah, well, I can always count on you with the mild, just easygoing temperament. So thank you so much for uh for you, Vin. Come on, Vin. Let's breathe together. Come on. I got yeah. six. I got six good seconds in <laughs> right. right now. Come on. All right. Let's okay, do it. Okay, so let's we're gonna breathe. breathe okay. One, two, three. Let's take it in and exhale. 
Okay, that that sounds great. Okay, well, once again, I so appreciate my listening audience. And thanks, Vin. Hanging. Yes, thank, thank you, Vin. Appreciate y'all too. All thank right. you so much, and thank you, Papa Smurf, for that for just keeping the music smooth and riding us through midnight. I know you're going to be here till five. A.M. with the piece at 6 a.m. Oh, okay, I don't, don't want to short your hour now. I don't want to short your hour. And I uh, always thank you, DJ Flo, who brings us in. And uh, Papa Smurf, that just kind of takes us out real smooth to the midnight hour. So um, thank you so much. And so next week, we've got another great show. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> okay. But thank you so much. This is The Late Shift. I'm Inez Kelly. Um I get to see you next week in the spirit. All right. In the heart, in the mind, in the soul. Until next week. It's Thursday, the late shift.